Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is Using Smart Tickets to Allow Creators to Capture Secondary Market Sales. I'm crypto curious. You might have read that between the lines in my recent Demise of the Dollar post. Markets can be wrong at times, but when a new asset attracts a trillion dollars in capital, hey, that makes me want to pay attention. Hence, my interest in learning some more about cryptocurrencies and blockchains. To satisfy that curiosity, my pal Invictus and I pulled together a private discussion with a bunch of experts in blockchain, Bitcoin, crypto, and technology. It was a private discussion that was off the record, so don't worry about me name-dropping, but suffice it to say, the conversation ranged from technical to informative to a bit of wishful thinking. Still, all in all, it was rather fascinating. My modest contribution to the evening was simply asking this question. There are an endless array of innovative, disruptive technologies, ranging from software to molecular biology to material science to space travel to whatever. If Bitcoin was not fifty-five dollars to $60,000, would the blockchain have captured as much mindshare as it has? How can we separate a legitimate, innovative technology from the attached trading vehicle? There was an economist in attendance, a a well-known Nobel laureate, who basically responded by just asking a much simpler, much smarter question. What's the use case for blockchain? That really summed it up. It, It forced the experts to define what blockchain was about and how to use it in the economy and in technology. The next morning, I found myself thinking about that, and I got a DM from a fund manager who had attended, and the two of us start kicking around some ideas. There was some discussion the previous night about music and ways for artists to capture uh, more money from their creations than what they're seeing on, on streaming sites like Spotify. And so we started kicking around some ideas, both as music fans and, truth be told, as non-fans of the ticket resellers. And so we started discussing live music events. And by extension, things like Broadway shows and sporting events, really any live event where there's a robust demand at different price points for tickets and a large secondary market to take advantage of that. None of these concepts were new. And and as I began researching this, you could go down the rabbit hole. A, A lot of the ideas that are percolating are five years old. Lots of posts and white papers on the topic. But I came across a handful that I thought were interesting enough to share. One was called GET, Guaranteed Entrance Token Protocol. It's a way to use blockchain to sell and resell tickets. Another is blockchain and Ethereum. How can they be used for events? That one was from 2018. The GET protocol was from 2017. Exploring blockchain ticketing possibilities was a little more recent. And then blockchain ticket protocol, sell out 50,000 tickets in three and a half hours was was the most recent of all of these. So you work your way down the rabbit hole. There's a group called the Get Foundation in Amsterdam. 
get is their protocol for guaranteed entrance tokens. That's a smart event ticketing process. And I like this white paper they had written in 2017. Quote, ticket fraud and exorbitant secondary ticket prices are age-old phenomena that have had artists and their fans worried since the times of Dickens and Shakespeare. 30% of all tickets are resold with markups between 30% and 700%. That's astonishing. The event market is known to be non-transparent. Inexplicable transaction costs are added to tickets. It's a common practice amongst various services. One solution is a blockchain-based event ticketing protocol used by ticking and booking companies that will make the exorbitant secondary market ticket prices and ticket fraud occurrences of the past. The protocol will offer features while providing absolute transparency for all actors involved, unquote. Hey, I have no idea if the GET protocol is what ultimately becomes the standard for this, but we can hypothesize what a modern ticketing technology built upon the Ethereum blockchain or some other private blockchain and what that might look like in real life. So let's assume that Taylor Swift announces a new tour for 2022 using a smart ticket. That means it's sold via a blockchain-based protocol with a built-in smart contract as part of its offering. Note, this is not the small print on the back of tickets that give you a license to enter a facility. That's what you currently purchase, but it's not really a full contract. This is a full contract, and it specifies the rights of the creator slash artist or any other event producer who's offering the ticket, and it also details the rights of the buyers. Built into each ticket is the allowance of a resale at face value. This is no cost. So you're buying tickets for a group of friends, and so you want people to be able to take the tickets and pay you, or you buy a ticket and you're unable to attend, you could resell that ticket at face value or less to anybody, but just once. Once you sell that ticket, it's out of your wallet. You no longer can resell it. There's no longer any sort of fraud associated with it. And it gets recorded on the public ledger. You no longer have anything left to sell. And the artist doesn't care. They sold the ticket at face value. Someone else pays face value and shows up. It works for them. But here's where it gets really interesting. Let's say that ticket is resold for a higher cost. Taylor Swift gets to capture a percentage of that transaction. Pick a number, 50%, 70%, whatever, of that upsell. Can't be 100%, otherwise why would the first buyer have an incentive to resell it higher? But what this does is it creates a transparent, automatic process that accrues to the benefit of the artist, not some third-party middleman. Tickets become purely digital products with a unique QR code that gets tied to the transaction hash. That is what gets scanned for emission. It can easily be sold person to person, smartphone to smartphone. It completely bypasses ticket resellers like StubHub or Ticketmaster. And perhaps most importantly, it captures more and more of the resale market for the artist who's actually putting on the show. Of course, most artists don't have the economic market power of a Taylor Swift Some do, and and if this is successful soon after, everyone from Drake to Imagine Dragons to Coldplay wants in. Perhaps a consortium of artists sign on to a standard ticketing protocol. 
Eventually, the ticket technology gets adopted universally from the superstars to the working artists to everyone in between. The result? It cuts out the middleman, captures more of the premium resale market to the artists. Maybe it even makes ticket sales fairer. In the old days, bands toured to promote their albums, which was how they monetized their creative works. Now, they put out an album so they have an excuse to tour, which is where most of the monetization is today. It's ticket sales, it's merchandising, it's clubs, but it's not the same as it was where it was the music product that allowed monetization. Now the music just merely provides an excuse for the fans to share some of their money with the artists around that music, but not necessarily by purchasing that music. If bands could capture a higher percentage of the gate, including secondary market resales, it could change the economics dramatically, impacting the entire music industry. I suspect the challenges to this are less technical and or legal than they are a matter of incumbent market power and existing contracts. A universal standard married to refined technology of smart tickets is a potential game changer for the live events industry. For a change, the advantages accrue to the artists. As a newbie to this space, I apologize if I mangled the jargon. Maybe this is oh so obvious, but it answers the question for me anyway. What's a good use case for blockchain? I wonder what other services will take advantage of these new technologies. For more from me, check out the big picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Sorry.